Well, without further ado, I'm super excited. Welcome, Shannon Blackman, to the podcast today. It's super exciting to have you, and I can't wait to dig into this topic about money. So thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited too. Yeah. Yeah. So before we get started, Shannon, with the really interesting questions about you and what you do and how you help people and this topic of money, which just the idea of money like makes my heart start to beat faster. Just so I'm going to be really listening really carefully to what you say. We're going to play our this or that rapid fire questions. So Laura and I are going to alternate questions. We just want a quick answer from you. They're all just super fun and lighthearted. So I'm going to start off. Do you hair dry or air dry your hair? Uh, Blow dry. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you prefer heels or tennies? Oh, tennies. Awesome. (laughs) Do you wear yoga pants or jeans? Yoga pants. (laughs) Awesome. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Early bird. Would you choose mountains or ocean? Oh, that's so tough. (laughs) Ocean. (laughs) All right. Breakfast or no breakfast? Breakfast. Nice. Would you like to eat in or eat out? Oh, eat in. That probably gives us a hint for the next one. Movies (laughs) or Netflix? Oh, Netflix. Netflix and chill all the way. (laughs) Uh, Would you read a book? Or would you read a Kindle? Oh, that was a tough one too, but I'm Kindle right now. Okay. Um, Cat or dog? Cat. Mm -hmm. Would you choose a burger or a salad? Salad. Mm -hmm. And then Saturday or Sunday? Hmm. Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. So that is just gives us a picture of the relaxed Shannon who um, has lots of different relaxing likes, which resonates well with our audience and gets us set up for a relaxing way of talking about money. (laughs) Because as Karen said, and we both feel this way, like whenever we have to do some banking, we always get a little pitter patter. (laughs) Doing it right. Are we doing what we should be? So we're super excited to have you here as a resource. And um, I know that most people, including our audience, have probably heard of the term abundance mindset. But can you explain what that is and how that can impact our financial well-being? Yeah. So abundance mindset to me means acknowledging that there's an inner and outer aspect of prosperity, right? Because how we see the world and and our inner landscape is how we experience the outside world. So a lot of times we get caught up thinking of money as an outside object or something we need to chase after or just like some kind of outside goal. But I like to reorient ourselves to see that as our inner prosperity and outer prosperity are mirrors of of each other. So we can work on our, our inner prosperity or our mindset of abundance. And to me, that means um, it's, it's generosity, it's integrity, it's gratitude, it's acceptance. And I really have the best job in the world because I get to sit across from successful people and talk to them about their hopes, their dreams, their goals, their values. 
And what I've learned from them is that my most successful clients who have that inner outer prosperity that I'm talking about, they value uh, people and relationships and experiences over material things and status. So they have that that inner inner wisdom and approach when it comes to money. Mm-hmm. And financial well-being is um, having flow, which is ease and understanding around your money, flourishing where you're focused on uh, well-being and creativity instead of um, feeling stress and worry around money. And then finally, freedom, because that's what it's all about right? Basically, money is just the math to fund your contentment. I like that. It's a good quote. That is great. Um, So what you're saying here is it doesn't need to be scary. No, it doesn't need to be scary. (laughs) It doesn't need to be scary. It doesn't need to be scary. But it sometimes is, right? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm rereading a book. It's by a psychologist named Daniel Kahneman. It's called Thinking Fast and Slow. And in this book, he talks about uh, two different systems of our brain. And one is an automatic system. Uh, it's, It's automatic. It's effortless. It's kind of our old subconscious system, right? And then the system two is our thinking conscious mind that takes a lot of focus and concentration. And the point of the book is that when these these aspects of our mind are in conflict, we can have these errors or these biases in our judgment, even when we're convinced that we're right. And so how that can pop up with money is that sometimes we might have loss aversion. And what this means is, you know, if you lose money, if you've ever lost money, the memory of that loss is twice as bad, twice as painful as any gain, you know? So sometimes when you approach your money, you might have that feeling of like that memory of a, of a loss, you know, or that worry that you could lose money. And so I think my, my prescription for that is because, because we're focused, our brains are wired to focus on losses and the negative. My prescription for that is to celebrate abundance. So celebrate those moments where you you open a, an education account for your children or every time that your contribution comes out to your retirement account. Mm-hmm. Celebrate that. Celebrate paying off your consumer debt every month. Celebrate those wins and really celebrate abundance. You put it so straightforwardly and it's simple and it's easy to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and much like in healthcare, There are so many financial terms that are difficult to understand, or we may not be clear on their definitions. So for how you help people, financial literacy is a piece of this. Right, right. Explain to us what that really means with how people come to understand, because that's taking some of the fear away, isn't it? Once you explain what things mean, it's not so scary anymore. Right, right. And I think my job is to really help people move things from, you know, the unknown column to the known column. And think once you know it and you understand it, then it's much less intimidating. But yeah, the financial services is just replete with jargon and acronyms and complicated ways of thinking. Um, and, and financial literacy is so important, too, because it's a survival skill of the 21st century. We don't really have a choice. We don't have a choice of, you know, opting into the money system. We're just born into it, you know. So we have to learn it, which is unfortunate, but it can be done. Mm-hmm. 
I like how you say that, that we don't really have a choice. Like we have a choice what career we choose, what school we choose, but we, we really do enter into the money system and that is something we need to learn. Right, right. We do need to learn it. And I think the, the most important concept to learn about money is the time value of money. And this is just the math of abundance. It's the math of growth. And so basically it means that if you put your money someplace where it can grow and be invested, it will grow over time to become more. And so it's about putting it in the right place. Yeah. Yeah. And and I suppose that that you probably work with people that are all over on the spectrum of where they're at with that in that linear equation, right? Where right. They, they've they've they have good literacy and they understand to someone who really doesn't have very much literacy. Mm-hmm. Right, right, definitely, definitely. Because um, you know, people can be really good in their careers and really focused on that. And, and, and the money system is a whole other thing that, you know, people have different gifts and different values. And so people are on different, different sides of the spectrum of that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, I know, you know, we've known each other for a little while and we've had some conversations and in our past conversations, it's been evident that you have a passion for women and money yes. Yes. and how women can manifest abundance. Can you just expand on, on how this started and what, why this is your passion and just, just highlight a little bit about this for us? Yeah. So my favorite thing is to talk to women about money and abundance. And, you know, women, as women, we have, we, we have so many different roles Right. Just one woman could be a mother, a doctor, an employer, a soccer coach, a partner. So much we carry so much. And then we have certain headwinds when it comes to saving and investing for ourselves. Um, one of them is that we live longer. We live longer than men. So that means that we need to plan for uh, higher health care costs and for a longer time of living We're um, in our non-working years. So we have that. We're often caretakers and maybe we have taken some time out of the workforce to care for like an an elderly parent or children, right? This happens. Mm -hmm. We have all these different headwinds. And on top of that, oftentimes we earn less than men do. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's really my, my, my passion is to help women through this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the most pervasive money scripts in society day, money scripts are things that we've absorbed from society about money or from our parents. But one of the most pervasive ones is that women aren't good with money or women aren't good with investing. Mm -hmm. And this couldn't be further from the truth. So I love to take concepts, you know, investment concepts like portfolio construction, right? It seems very complex, but it's really no different than uh, uh, making a recipe. That's all it is. You know, that's all it is. So I like to break those concepts down into just everyday terms that we all understand, you know. Mm-hmm. Do, do you find too that, and this may be a little stereotypical, but that women sometimes in their life, the men have always taken care of the money. And so they have a little less financial literacy than, than the men. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. 
And women do report having less confidence too when it comes to money and investing than men do. But I think this is a, just a huge misperception of our own abilities because we're making financial decisions all the time. I mean, we're the ones that bring, you know, resources into the household and, you know, decide where the money goes. We're making financial decisions all the time. And so it's really no different. Like, you know, if you go, you know, to a store and you find a really quality blouse, but it's on sale or you, you find a good house and a good school district, uh, in an up-and-coming neighborhood. Um, you know, these are the same concepts that Warren Buffett uses when investing. So we're using these co- concepts all the time, and we have the wisdom and the skills. And I will say that um, the financial services is kind of geared towards can I say this? Like older white men, right? It's, it's geared towards those, those people. Um, and maybe a different framework for women would be like speaking in groups about money and getting that conversation started because we, we've always shared in this collective wisdom as women. And I think if we break down some of those barriers around this very taboo topic of, of money, I think that would really go a long way in, um, helping us gain our confidence. So we ultimately gain confidence around money by being more taking a more active role. So this means that if you are in a relationship where the other person has, you know, is making all the financial decisions, ask to sit in on some of the financial planning meetings, meet with the accountant um, and start, start, start asking questions. There's really no dumb questions. Just start asking questions and start being involved. The more engaged you are, the more comfor- comfortable you'll you'll get around this. Yeah. This is not a masculine domain. They are not better at investing than women. Women are actually better investors because we're, we're patient, we're collaborative, we take advice. Um, yeah, a whole come on. <laughs> we have good intuition, right? Great intuition. We, we, we don't take unnecessary risks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and, and there's a study by Fidelity and I can share with you the link to that, but women actually outperform men by like 0.4%, which is, doesn't sound like a lot, but Hey, I'll take it. I'll mm-hmm. take it. Mm-hmm. Just, just hearing you talk about that and I'm going to be vulnerable for a minute here, but learning about money and this like maybe pre like we've learned it from somewhere how we approach it and why it makes us feel the way it does so one of my daughters left for college yesterday Mm -hmm. uh the other one is 16 and in the past week we opened a bank account for my 16 year old because she's babysitting and she's you know getting a little bit of money that's great she was super nervous about going to the bank Mm. that was funny like "Mm." I mean, it's not my favorite place to go because things always seem to like be more difficult than they are. And then two days ago, I went with my oldest daughter, who's going to the bank, just to try and sort out a few things. And she was super nervous about mm. going. And I'm stood in the bank and I can feel me being nervous in the bank. That now hearing you talk about all these things and about how it's... I wish, and I think if anybody here has younger children, talking to somebody like you at that early point it's too late for me now I've obviously told <laughs> my children what I feel about going to the bank mm-hmm. and dealing with money mm-hmm. but like I so wish now that I could dial turn back the clock mm-hmm. and like teach them from the beginning obviously they can learn and I can help them learn now at this point and I think maybe we need a conversation with you Shannon to put us mm-hmm. on the right track but I think this is a really interesting idea that Parents of young children 
can do so much to help the children when they grow older by modeling whatever it is about money. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And first, congratulations, a daughter going off to college and another daughter. Yeah, and and your daughter uh, Mm -hmm. babysitting and having a bank account at 16. (laughs) This is amazing. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. But I have some tips for um, being more calm and centered around money. And you might have heard me at the, in the Spirit Business Collective talk about meditation. And I really think that this is a really important approach and we can do the same thing with money. So this is, you know, before you, if the next time you have to look at your budget or look in your investment accounts, something like that, just take some time to get centered, like find your favorite chair, get a cup of chai, really relax, breathe, take a few deep breaths. Settle deep into your body, settle deep into that intuitive system, get grounded and relaxed. And Mm -hmm. then only when you're ready, take a look at your finances. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing this. I've been, because sometimes I have like very complex analysis to do and, you know, really, um, you know, that really that system two thinking, that really hard type of focused thinking. And so I'll meditate and get grounded before I do that. And I'll meditate before client meetings because I want to give off that grounded, open energy. I don't want to be a flight or fight, you know, because we get (laughs) flight or flight. We get triggered over money. And I want to be in the opposite space. So I think really creating these rituals around money and approaching it from a very, very grounded, sacred space, because nothing's more sacred or mundane, right? Mm -hmm. Approaching it from this different space, I think, is, is so helpful. That was, that was I the word found it helpful. That was exactly the word I was going to say. That is so helpful. Yes. And I, I'm going to share that with my girls now. Yes. Next yes. time they have to go into the bank or they have to think about money, that it's that. And I don't know. It's so simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it's connecting those two things together that you can do one thing to make the other. So, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, and I bet connecting that with, or combining that with gratitude then right before. Mm. I bet that would be. Oh, yes, yes. Just reframing the entire experience, reframing it, making it your own, you know. That's that inner prosperity. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. wow. Wow, this is brilliant. This like totally. Getting, yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I have my, the hair on my back of my neck is standing up for good reason this time. Yeah. <laughs> So that's fantastic. I also love what you said about getting women together to talk about money. Yes. Because it can be very intimidating um, if you go into a room with um, older white men. (laughs) Right, right. And you're, you know, the woman who maybe stayed home for a period of your life with your kids and aren't at the same place that they are, but maybe are ready to learn or maybe are ready to take the next step. And so... I love that, you know, that's a big focus of the Mint Door is bringing women together for vulnerable conversations. And I think that you really hit on something there. Mm, yeah, yeah. We have so much wisdom when we come together and we may have different values than some of the men do. You know, we're less focused on returns and bottom line and, you know, and and dollar signs than we are about, you know, providing for the people that we love and, you know you know, expressing our hopes and dreams and charitable giving. So it's good for women to come together and talk about these things. It's it's just so intentional. 
about how you approach this topic. And I have a more, I have a slightly just, we'll come off the financial questions for a minute. But when Laura and I created the Mint Door, um, and it's our one year birthday. So, oh, happy yeah, birthday. so that's yeah. super exciting too. So it's one year since we came up with the idea, but we had the question of what color were we going to make the door? Mm. We decided on mint green because of all sorts of reasons, which we've explained before, and I won't go into that here. But if you had a door, what color would you paint it? Mm. Wow, what a wonderful question. I think I would have a bright pink door. <laughs> I love it. You Is that your favorite color person? <laughs> you know, I, I do like it. You know, ever since we started uh, Zoom meetings and stuff, I like to wear a, a bright color just to, you know, just set it off a little bit. So I think I would like that. Awesome. That's great. Um, looking back in your life, um, and obviously you've had a bright life. You're mm-hmm. a bright star in the world. But looking back, what is one thing that you can remember that maybe changed your life? One thing that happened that changed your way of thinking or changed your life? Uh, well, it's kind of back to money again. I'm sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. But I had been you know, working in financial services and I was really good at doing other people's money. And, um, and then I was able to take a course um, called the Art of Money course. And I highly recommend it. It was really awesome. And it taught me to go inward. And that was a huge turnaround for me, mm-hmm. going inward, um, finding out what freedom meant to me. Mm-hmm. And that really changed the way that I uh, uh, approach money, approach my relationship with clients. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. because instead of, um, like I said, instead of chasing outside myself, for fulfillment, I was able to realize like, oh, I'm the source of that, you know, and to really turn inward. Mm-hmm. Did that affect your uh, or impact your success moving forward? Yes, actually, it did. Actually, it did. Yeah. The inner and the outer thing again. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Very totally good. did. Yes. I like that. <laughs> the art of money. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, isn't it's intriguing. And I think like even when you say the word chasing, you get this idea that it's people are go, you know, it's hard. It's right. But right. you stop chasing, slow down, mm-hmm. and you then you find what it is that you're looking for. And I mean, that's the thing with high achievers, isn't it? Is that we're so busy all of the time. Right. Right. We can forget the little things and the things that are going to really make a difference. Um, right. things that also bring us joy. So we were curious that do you have like a favorite memory or an activity that you've done or something that really brings you joy? Hmm, let me think. You know, I love bodies of water. So I love like being lakes and oceans. And those have been my most joyful moments, you know, my feet in the water, looking over the horizon. And um, yeah. Watching my children play there just it warms my heart. Mm-hmm. That's that's a nice picture. Yeah, that's one of my joys too. Water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Well, this has been incredibly enlightening, and I already feel better about money. I I will admit, uh, Karen, I was nervous to talk about this, but I feel a little better. 
<laughs> and um, I know that y- you would be a wonderful person to go to if I had questions. I know that coming up, you have in September, on September 23rd, a money mindset workshop. Can you yes. tell us a little bit about yes. that? Well, we're going to be going through with some exercises to go deeper into our money stories and kind of dismantle those. Then we're going to do some life visioning to find out what's most important to us and express that. And then we're going to come up with a one-year action plan to, you know, fund what we really want out of life. So I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this. That sounds really good. I love it when you can go to a workshop and come out with an action plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. And then um, you also do financial coaching. So explain a little bit about that and what that would involve and how someone would contact you if they were interested in financial coaching. Yeah, so financial coaching is is more long term. And this will go even deeper into looking at your going through your budget together, um, seeing do you have enough for retirement, really going into the numbers as well as the mindset. Mm-hmm. And to contact me, you can reach me. I work at Thomas Dahl. Mm-hmm. You can reach me at Shannon B, Shannon B for Blackman at thomasdahl.com. Awesome. And I do complimentary, um, no sales zone, um, discovery calls. So mm-hmm. please contact me and we can get together and we can chat. Fantastic. And just for our audience, just so you know, we will make sure that the links that we're talking about both to the workshop and to um, contact Shannon, we'll keep them in the show notes down below. So look for those and click on those if you are interested in improving your relationship with money. And um, I just want to say thank you so much. Is there anything we did not highlight today that you would like to um, uh, send out as a message to our audience? No, I just um, hope that you experience flow, you flourish and experience freedom. Mm. That sounds great. Thank you so much for what you do in the world and for being our biggest advocate for abundance mindset and um, money mindset and helping us really navigate this crazy topic that can Mm. be um, so rewarding. So we appreciate all you do. And thanks for spending some time with us today. Oh, thank you. This was lovely. All right. We'll see you all next time on the next Mint Dorm podcast. Cheers. Take care.